0: To the Gym Podcast, uncut, unfiltered, unreal. Welcome, folks, to uh, the Gym Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Week five. we we got a fun episode. This has been an episode we've been waiting for for quite some time because we have a, a very special guest today, hailing from Maryland, the turtle himself, the new street boss. Welcome aboard
1: welcome hey. welcome hey. to the vision podcast thank
2: you all very much for having me i'm excited i'm really excited 4-0 oh, baby Four
1: 0 yeah. oh. so speaking of 4-0 oh, that's kind of the theme for today's episode is we're going to be talking about the undefeated teams left and we're going to be focusing a lot on these undefeated matchups and First of all, Jimbo, I, I I just want to say that it's going to be very coincidental that <sighs> Wisconsin is going to be mentioned quite a bit. I know you, Graham Mertz, kind of broke you last weekend. He did. I hope otherwise your trip to Chicago was was fun and everything.
0: Well, if if I could have the floor for just one minute here, um, that game, as as you all know, it it did it did break me. That's that's probably the best way to describe it. Um, I was I was running you know, over the numbers in my head. And I, I've been to every Wisconsin home game since 2012 when I was a freshman in college. I've been to bowl games. I've been to away games. I've been to other neutral site games. I've probably been to about 70, maybe 80 Wisconsin games in the last decade. And uh, of, of all the losses we've had, this, this might have been the single most painful one I've been to. I'm not joking.
1: I mean, no. what was so painful about... Losing this way, especially to a top 10 team, to a still undefeated team like Notre Dame, that's that's different than just losing in general. I mean, you literally are—I don't think Wisconsin is bad. Wisconsin is a good team. No, you have no, an elite no. defense. What? You finally have good wide receivers. You're just—all you have to have is literally a mediocre quarterback, <laughs> and this is legitimately a Big Ten title contending team
0: I, in New I York. Think. New York. I know what you're saying, Randy. I think what hurt the most is really just the circumstances of this one. I mean, I, I drove from Madison to Chicago. I woke up at, like, 5 a.m. that morning, that Saturday morning. I got, like, two hours of sleep. Couldn't fall asleep. Drove four hours to Chicago. Went to the game. Drove another four or so hours back. Got got home at, like, 7.30, I think. And we were just just completely dead. You, you go on Reddit, you go on the Internet, Twitter... The world is clowning on Wisconsin. I just, I couldn't take it, Randy. It was a bad day. That's
1: okay. It was it's, a bad it'll day. be okay. <laughs> one day, one year, you'll get it all pulled together. I know you can say, <laughs> we've been saying this for like 20 <laughs> years. I, I feel like that's got to be what's the most painful for teams of, I mean, we're pointing you out in particular because you're a Wisconsin fan, but for any team that's always really close, Iowa, Wisconsin... Georgia, even now Florida recently, it's always there's one missing piece and I feel like that's what's so frustrating about games like this is now that you finally have that elite defense, Mm -hmm. now that you finally have legitimate good wide receivers that can make plays You have maybe, I don't want to trash a a 19-year-old kid too much, but you might literally have the worst quarterback in all of FBS. Yes. One touchdown to six interceptions. He fumbles handoff. He fumbles at least one handoff disastrously, at least once per game. And I mean, at what point do you just accept that there's no possible way the backup could perform worse?
0: I I completely agree, Randy. I, I'm no longer um you know squirts for Mertz. I'm now part of the Wolf pack. Chase Wolf. Oh. Um I just I don't know.
1: So when you I first brought up this. the Wolf Pack. Sorry, go ahead.
2: Go ahead, NSP. <laughs> sorry to butt in here as guest host. I will add this. Wisconsin, you know, they, they opened the season with that tough home loss to Penn State. Yeah. And this is going to be a common theme here, a little sneak preview of, of the, my takes for the rest of the episode. But I looked up the post-game win expectancies for Wisconsin in week one versus week four. Post-game win expectancy versus Penn State, 82%. Wisconsin just absolutely outplayed them. Um, against Notre Dame, it was 0%. <laughs> wow.
1: Wow.
2: Well,
0: you can't win win with five turnovers, man. You can't win with that. And it's crazy because at one point, we were leading in the fourth quarter. We were leading in the fourth quarter at one point, and we had a 0% win percentage. I mean, that just gives you an idea of how big of a meltdown it was.
1: So when you first told me that you were hashtag Wolfpack when you first messaged me that, I legitimately thought you were talking about North Carolina State because you (laughs) sent that right (laughs) after they beat Clemson. So (laughs) I was like, oh, I guess he's going to like North Carolina State now.
0: (laughs) No, no, no. I wish.
1: Okay. But not to not to talk about Wisconsin too much. We're going to bury the Wisconsin hatchet for now. Indeed. I would like to point out that through four weeks of the season, this is the last thing we're going to try to say about them for now. Is that through four weeks of the season, they've played three still undefeated teams. So I mean that counts for something. That's a very tough beginning schedule, but you you still got to win them. I mean, you got to win them. Yeah.
0: Speaking of undefeated randy had a brilliant idea for a segment uh for today's show randy would you like to introduce it for you and it's it's a nickname
1: it's nickname it's undefeated uncontested or yet to be defeated
0: undefeated untested or yet to be defeated
1: so we're gonna go through all the undefeated teams and we're gonna say whether they're undefeated just haven't been tested yet or if they're going to be defeated um we kind of talked about this a little bit between us three, and it seems like we all kind of have our own little names for for how we're going to rank and judge this. <laughs> so we're just going to do it on the fly. We're going to do it on the fly. Um, we have different we have different ways of judging teams. So, for example, when I judge some group of five undefeated teams, I'm going to judge them based on based on how good are they compared to even the top of the Power Five, and I'll be a little more nuanced than that. Um, you'll see what I mean when I really talk about them, and I'm really talking about their chances to possibly be a playoff spoiler for the first time to see a group of five team in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and I, I guess I'm kind of coming from the perspective of like when we're discussing G five teams that are undefeated. I I kind of grade G five teams based off of like how how good they are compared to other G fives, and you know, like the odds of them probably making like a New Year's six game like like the Cotton Bowl, because let's face it, I I don't think a G5 team's ever going to make the playoffs, at least under this this current format. I, I don't foresee that happening.
2: Awesome. I tend to agree here, and I'll also just add to that. Um, you know, generally speaking, G5s that were serious playoff contenders, Cincinnati, BYU, are all about to become Power 5 in the next couple of years. <laughs> exactly, <so. laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, that is true. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think even, even if we do see, you know, group of five playoff bid, I mean, the main contenders at this point are pretty much Cincinnati and BYU, and both of those are Big 12 bound. So, you know, yeah. have fun with that one.
1: I'm also going to, I'm going to give, I'm going to try to give some hot takes this time around. And here's my situation with the hot takes is I try to find a balance between, I want to give an interesting take that's very, that's very possible to happen, but I don't want to be just saying hot takes for the sake of hot takes. So I think I'm going to lean into it hard this week. I think I'm going to give a lot of hot takes, but I just want people to keep in mind these are things that I see as very possible, but I understand are less than probably a 50-50 chance of happening.
0: Well said. Well, shall we just go down the list? I've got the list here in alphabetical order. All undefeated teams. Um, From the top, number one, your team, Alabama.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I knew it. We're always first alphabetically. So, yes, Alabama, um, definitely undefeated. I don't think that needs to be said not to be arrogant or anything. (laughs) But, um, yeah, we've looked really good. So I will say the biggest test we had was obviously the Florida game. Um, Some things about the Florida game is we had some penalties, but I can really chalk pretty much all of those up to we were playing in a very hostile environment. We had to go to a silent count at one point because we just couldn't hear anything in the stadium. Um, they did some things to throw us off and draw us off sides a couple times. So that didn't make me feel too bad. We also did play eight true freshmen in a Florida game. Wow. So we had a really young team, a young but talented team, in their first game at a hostile environment. You know, new quarterback, new receivers, new tight ends, new offensive scheme, because our offensive scheme is a lot different now. We throw the tight ends a lot more. And it was just a lot of new things coming together versus, uh, I don't want to say they're a more veteran team, but they looked more prepared. They had more time to get together what they were trying to do, and they were at home.
0: Well, um, NSB, your thoughts on this? Is, is Bama as good as ever? Is um, this the, the same old Bama?
2: So, Randy, what were, your, what were your categories again? Undefeated, uncontested, and yet to be defeated? Was that yeah, yes. the list? I'm going to go with yet to be defeated for Alabama. I'm going <sighs> to go with the... Oh, uh, no. Probably, <laughs> I'm, I'm starting off from the top. Here's the deal. I mentioned, you know, I went through every single one of these undefeated teams. I went through and pulled every single post-game win expectancy for them. And I looked at mean, I looked at median. I'm going to put it to you this way. If you look at just the the mean, Alabama should be 3-1. and one. They had only a 9%. That's 9 with one digit um, post-game win expectancy against Florida. I mean, they got dominated for three quarters by Florida. I mean, if not for that first quarter, Alabama would have lost that game. Um That is very
1: true. Yeah, that was one thing I remember noticing, was just how completely dominated we got for three quarters. And I'm just going to be honest from here. I think, you know,
2: Florida's a very good SEC team, but I think both the the top half of the SEC and the Big Ten, you know, people are talking about how, you know, the very top of the top looks like they've gotten worse. I'm not sure that's what's happening. What I think's happening is, this year, we're seeing a lot more, especially with the super seniors. I think we're seeing the two through sevens in those conference really stepping up their game. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at some of these other undefeateds here and looking how they stack up against Alabama. And I'm pretty impressed. I got to be honest. So I'm going to say yet to be defeated for
1: Alabama. We do play Ole Miss this week. We do play Ole Miss it's this true. week. So I that's probably my most circled game for the rest of the season, other than, of course, Auburn. But I think they do have the best chance of beating us.
0: I love, the, I love the boldness of that take, NSP, because in my opinion, it's it's still Bama. They are who they are. I think they'll have no trouble <laughs> this week, but I, I love the confidence. I wish I had that much confidence in Bama losing.
1: With that being said, I do want to point out, again, I did the same thing I did for the Florida game. Even though I'm extremely nervous about the Ole Miss game, I still took the wizard bet, which is the we have to beat the line by seven. So the wizard bet is Alabama is going to beat Ole Miss by 20.
0: Holy crap.
1: I don't, I mean, hey, I'm just riding Alabama for the wizard bits the whole season. Might That's well. my plan. It's a safe bet. <laughs> it worked out well last year.
0: All right, we'll, uh, we'll keep it in the SEC for our next team here. We have a lot of undefeated teams, so we got to probably pick up the pace here. Uh, Arkansas, shockingly, is undefeated.
1: Um, Arkansas, okay, so I watched the entire Arkansas-Texas A&M game. Um, Arkansas, the one thing I really noticed about them, everybody knows what to expect from Arkansas football. Big offensive line, steady run game, a a tough, gritty defense, I guess. But they actually had a pretty decent passing game. I noticed they're very methodical with their passing game. They're very purposeful. They set up the pass, but they have a quarterback, K.J. Jefferson, who can actually make some pretty accurate passes down the field. Um, To look at his exact stats for the game... He was, I mean, okay. So, for example, he was seven of fifteen, but for two hundred and twelve yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. To have two hundred and twelve yards on seven passes shows how many shots they were taking and making. True down the field.
0: Now, I I haven't actually seen a single Arkansas game this year. I, I feel a bit un, uninformed on this, but I will say just based off the box scores. It's not so much like that they beat Texas in Texas A&M. It, it seems like they won them comfortably. Like, having seen the games, would you say
1: that? Absolutely. So Arkansas started out the game. They were winning 17-0 to in the second quarter. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to go, agree
2: with that. I'll say that Arkansas is very impressive. First of all, they own the state of Texas. And as someone who's a fan of a team that also owns the state of Texas, I can say, <laughs> you know,
1: Oh, you, I can think you, constantly,
2: you know, they, they took them, I mean, both teams, they took them wire to wire. It was like watching, you know, a heavyweight champion go to work on, you know, a lightweight amateur. I mean, that Arkansas, you know, will they beat Alabama? You know, I don't think so. You know, I think they're, they're probably looking at, you know, hopefully a New York six, New Year's six for them. But I mean, oof, that was, they looked tough because I mean, that Texas team is good. I mean, Texas, Texas, you know, not to say Texas is back, but Texas is probably back, at least, you know, potentially even more than someone else we're going to discuss in their conference here shortly. Um, (laughs) So you can tell where I'm going with this podcast already. But I mean, yeah, Arkansas, you know, if, if the real deal for Arkansas, considering how much they've been beaten up in that division is, you know, eight, nine wins and a good bowl game. Yeah, that that they're good. So that's all I'm going to say. I'll, I'll agree with the undefeated
1: for them. Undefeated One thing I want to say before we move on real quick, I, will, I am just glad that I'm not the only person who keeps accidentally saying New York 6 instead of New York 6. <laughs> it's, a, it's such an easy tongue twister. It's true. And as for Arkansas, I'm going to say yet to be defeated simply because of the division they play in.
0: Bold. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, moving on to the G5 here, we have the Army, of course. In my Army. opinion, in my opinion, man, looking at their uh, resume, uh, they've got wins over Miami of Ohio, Georgia State, and UConn. Uh, those those three teams combined for a, a grand total of two wins and eleven losses. And frankly, they haven't looked too impressive against those teams. Um, I, I like Army as a whole. I, I like the United States of America. God bless our troops. But uh, I just I don't think this is that great of a team. I, they're a good G five team, like good ish. But I don't think this is gonna be an NY six team, in my opinion.
1: I, I agree. Yet to be defeated. God bless
2: the troops. I'm gonna agree. Yet to be defeated. But I do think they're gonna get eight or nine wins. I oh, think they're probably. they're not out of that. They're not out of that New Year's six conversation just yet.
0: Well said. Uh, moving on to the Big Twelve here. Baylor. Surprise, surprise undefeated and just coming off a pretty big win against iowa state randy your thoughts on this
1: yeah so ever since we trashed iowa state in the first couple episodes (laughs) i've actually been defending them um and that's because in the both of iowa state's losses which is now baylor of course and in their other loss they weirdly outgain their opponent by a significant margin they just have costly turnovers at the worst possible times with baylor I mean, the Iowa State win, I think, is a decent win, but I think they're yet to be defeated. I think they're just one of those teams that started off hot, and once they really get into the meat of their conference schedule, and I don't mean playing Kansas like they started out playing, I mean, when they start playing teams like West Virginia, they start playing Oklahoma, Kansas State, they even have BYU on their schedule, they're going to drop some of those, but I think Baylor is, I think they'll get about seven wins.
0: I think that's fair. Uh, they have, they do Seven face eight. Oklahoma State this weekend, which should be a pretty good test, I think. Like that's a pretty middle of the road Big Twelve team, maybe not middle of the
2: road, but you know what I mean. It's it's
0: it's that'll that'll playoffs. definitely give us a good yeah. bar
1: of where they're at. It...
2: Exactly. I've... I think, I think Baylor's yet to be defeated. I think they can definitely get past Oklahoma State, but I agree with you. West Virginia, BYU, Texas coming up next. Baylor's in some big trouble. Um, Outgained. Uh, weren't totally dominated. I think the postgame win expectancy was like a little more than 50% for Iowa State, which is just brutal. I mean, we're going to talk about Iowa State's other big games so far this year a little bit later. But, um, yeah, overall, <laughs> Baylor looked great in the first three games against Cupcakes and then, you know, didn't look so hot against Iowa State. I'm going to go with yet to be defeated.
0: Love the analysis, NSV. Uh, we're going to move it over to Boston College here. Pfft, I, I'm shocked Boston College is undefeated, but I, I'm just going to be straight up. Uh, they haven't played anyone good. They, they beat Colgate. I mean, that's toothpaste right there. UMass, more like UMass. They did look decent against Missouri. M- Missouri. Missouri, I get it, but it's it's SEC yeah. in name only.
1: You know what I mean? They played Clemson this week. And <laughs> they do, I yes. Mean, <laughs> I, I think this is where Clemson can really... I don't want to say turn it around, but I think this is where Clemson can at least, you know, get a respectable win. Right.
0: They can like land on their feet and just, you yeah, know, run up the score probably. That's kind of how I view of this one.
1: I agree. I'll say yet to be
2: defeated with Boston College. You know, they've looked good in their games again, kind of similar to Baylor. I think they look better against Mizzou than Baylor did against Iowa State, but you know, it's also, you know, quality of opponent. I'm not really adjusting for that. So, you know, with that in mind, I think BC, you know, hey, Props to them for putting together a great team this year relative to expectations, but yeah, they're gonna they're gonna struggle a little bit down the stretch here.
0: Well said. Um this is a team coming up here that I'm I'm actually pretty high on. Is BYU. I'll say it of all the G five teams that are yet undefeated, uh I've got I've got a good feeling about this one. They've got pretty good wins against ranked Utah and Arizona State Pac-12 teams. And I don't know, there's something about them being a, a quasi-Big 12 team. That kind of adds a layer of, of respect to their name. I can kind of take them more seriously. I realize that's very judgmental, but I don't know. They look legit. They look good this year, wouldn't you say?
1: I am I would say untested. It's, untested. it's weird. It, They're untested. And, it, and it's weird to say that even though they did beat three Pac-12s teams, they beat Arizona, Utah, Arizona State, Um. But these aren't the best of the best of the Pac-12, especially Arizona. Utah has been in kind of a, a weird place this season. A lot of it does even have to do with they have they've had two players die within like the past few months. Jeez. And you can just tell their team has been off. Rest in peace, by the way. You can tell their team has been off ever since that happened. So I mean that's why it's really hard to put judge. It's really hard to judge what would normally be considered a good Utah win. With Arizona State, they're known to just drop games like that, and they also barely beat South Florida. But I will be excited to see BYU play a team like Baylor, Boise State, mm-hmm. and even USC to end out the year, and Virginia. I just so to they me, have plenty of chances.
0: Yeah, and, and to me, man, like if, if they can beat Pac-12 teams, you know, somewhat convincingly. Just looking at the rest of their schedule, like nothing stands out as like, oh yeah, that's lost. Like I could easily see Baylor going, you know, undefeated throughout the rest of the season, and like I don't think they're gonna be a playoff team, but they could be easily like a top eight, top six, maybe team by the end of the year if they just keep winning.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Um, yeah, I think yeah. BYU. You know, they had three dominant wins, and you know, Arizona State won. You know, USF all count as a dominant win, even though the scoreboard, you know, USF kind of made it close late in garbage time. Um, you know, yeah, BYU close, close win over Arizona state, you know, I I don't think they're going to get out of the, just looking at their schedule, they've got at Baylor home against Boise at Washington state home against UVA, which is, you know, that's a really good quarterback. And then at USC to end the year. I mean, that's, I don't see them going undefeated in that gauntlet. If they do, I think it does raise some interesting questions about, you know, New York, New Year's six, I almost made that mistake again, New Year's six or uh, college football playoff. But yeah, I will say yet to be defeated for BYU. Interesting. Good schedule, though. Really good schedule. It is and, pretty impressive.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah, and it, it just boils down to win and you're in. Keep on winning.
2: Let's hope so.
0: Uh, up next is probably um, another, you know, probably the biggest name of G5 teams this year, Cincinnati. Ranked number seven in the country, undefeated. Uh, to me, I just, I think they're, they're kind of untested at this point in time. Um, they haven't really played too many great teams. I, I think they're pretty good, but I, I just they haven't, you know, they haven't had as many impressive wins as as BYU has, in my opinion.
1: I do like about them that they did manage to beat Indiana at Indiana, and they managed to control the game. And I feel like to to control the game versus a Big Ten team. I mean, Indiana is okay; they're probably like a six and six team. Mm-hmm. And so for them to comfortably win that game by a couple of touchdowns. I mean, that that says something about them, but I don't know. With that being said, they do play Notre Dame, another undefeated yeah. this weekend. So that will be very interesting.
0: I think that's going to be a great test for both teams. Just to get a feel for kind of how legit they are, which I guess we'll touch base really on Notre really Dame later. But.
1: Yeah, it'll really show where Cincinnati is at. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with is
2: untested still a category?
0: We can make it one. We can make
2: it one. We're, ma- we're making it one. Yeah, Cincinnati I think fits the bill. I think you know between Notre Dame and then you know the rest of their schedule inclusive. I think there's a loss in there. Um, it might only be one. I mean they might be 12 and one, but the reality is as we know, 12 and one in the American. You know even if one of those wins is Notre Dame is not really going to move the needle for you in terms of playoff, but. You know, definitely they have the inside track. You know, they are the G five team to beat right now. I am excited for Cincinnati Notre Dame, so I'm going to say
1: untested. I do think they'll make a New Year six game. Um, my thing with Notre Dame, though, I don't know if I should save this for the Notre no, Dame. We're, we're going
0: to save it because I've got I've got okay, some takes. I've it. got many takes. Look out, in Well, team let
1: teams. me go ahead and say <laughs> this. Then I'll give you the four for Notre Dame. I'll go ahead and say this. I don't think Jack Cohn. I'm not that high on him. He did not look super great last week. He looked okay. I mean, but he didn't look super great. And I think to win in the C- in CFB, you really have to have a great quarterback. Now
0: we'll get there. We'll get there, Addy. I have I have a lot of takes. <laughs> on.
1: Oh God! But
0: until then, up next, Coastal Carolina. Who doesn't love the Chanticleers? They're undefeated at the moment, and in a weird way, more than almost any other G five team. Like I don't think they're that great per se, but their schedule. Is so dang easy that I could see them winning out. Just just pull up their schedule. It's 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 a joke. They play no one ranked. They play like hardly any P five teams. I I think they might Kansas, win out. They play Kansas. They might Kansas. Be their best team in their
1: schedule. I know it's just insane. Well, Kansas isn't going to be the best team in their schedule, but it's the only Power Five team in their yeah, schedule. Yeah, exactly
2: and if calling Kansas Power 5 is if I don't really have a good analogy for it it's that bad so you know yeah i agree with you i'm going to say undefeated i've been i've been impressed with how coastal carolina has handled business but handling business just to be frank is not good enough for them at all i think they might need help even at 13 and 0 they might need help just getting into a, a new year's six game so you know i'm impressed with how they've played so far for their level hopefully they can benefit well from some
1: good realignment coming up soon True. I will the last thing I want to say about them is that I do like to look at talent composite, overall talent composite, mm-hmm. and Coastal's overall talent composite is one hundred and second. And that is just simply not good enough to to really do a whole lot. Well, I give
0: them credit. The like they, they play really well for having that bad of a talent composite, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, they're very disciplined. I mean it's impressive to watch good what coaching. they can do. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh speaking I will of say, yes. <laughs> Yes. Last thought on Coastal. Um, sure. I think the loss to Liberty, obviously this this was last year, but I think that loss did kind of expose what Randy's talking about. Like Liberty plays a lot of power five teams, so mm-hmm. they will have some losses, but, you know, the fact they got beat by Liberty, I think just pretty much tells you where they are as a program.
0: Liberty, Liberty, as they say. Uh, I had a good transition here. I'm just going to use it anyways. Speaking of talent composites, perhaps the best talent composite in the nation, other than maybe Bama. We're talking about Georgia, undefeated extremely legit and terrifying Uh, this is probably outside of bama i'd say the best team in the country they might actually be better than bama i can't believe i'm saying that but listen Uh, this team is vicious i would be so terrified to play them i would be
1: yeah they look very good so what i'm noticing about georgia is that they they i don't know how to describe them a lot of times they do look the same old same old um, they're playing a lot of Stetson Bennett. I think they still have JT Daniels, who they're playing. Um, I think their offense does look improved. Granted, they didn't score a single touchdown on Clemson. It was a defensive touchdown that made them score on them. But Clemson's defense is very, very elite. True. I just, I don't know. I I want to see how they really measure up this weekend against Arkansas and maybe even the week after against Auburn to really, before I really crown them as Oh, they're finally elite finally putting it all together. Because how many times have we seen Georgia start off this hot and we say these exact same things about them just for <laughs> one little thing to kind of go wrong? That's true. Whether it be a lack of receiving talent such as last year, or them not having the greatest offensive coordinator, or not having a really good experienced quarterback, talented quarterback, you know. Well, we're, we're just gonna have to wait and see. So I'm gonna say untested for now. But I will be very willing to move them into undefeated, depending on how they do this weekend.
2: I'm not even going to say untested. I'm going to skip straight to uncontested, which is, I believe, your highest category. I think Georgia's the best team in the country. And, oh um, you know, whether you're looking uh, at the expected points added per play, I mean, and, and just looking at the postgame, you know, win expectancies. Again, that was how I did my my research for this episode. Georgia is the only team in the country with all four games 100 post game win expectancy. That includes that includes Clemson. So they manhandled Clemson. I mean, I know their offense really didn't get going, but I mean, you can do that on defense alone, um, as they did, and that's just terrifying. I mean, I don't think you know Arkansas looks good, but Arkansas is not going to stand a chance. I think Georgia is going to beat Alabama this year. The bigger question is, will anybody else be able to get into shape and stop them? Come playoff season, so that's yeah, Georgia uncontested.
1: I do find it kind of funny that y'all sound exactly like Georgia fans sometimes <laughs> when they're really hyping. When Georgia fans really want to hype their team, this is exactly how they talk. It's rat poison. But up. hey, hey, I I respect them having the confidence.
0: That's true. It'll be it'll be good to see, and I I do agree. This this week should be a, a decent indicator again of where they're at. You know, like versus Arkansas. Uh, up next, a team both me and Randy predicted. Would be top 10 this year. We're, of course, talking about the Iowa Hawkeyes. Undefeated. Good wins against Iowa State. Indiana. Here's the thing. I think this is still a top 10 team. And I think they're going to finish top 10. But I don't think they're quite there at the playoff level. If that makes any sense. I think this is a team that will probably go on to the Rose Bowl. They'll probably be in the Big Ten Championship game. Maybe even win it. But... I just I don't think they're they're quite there to that CFB playoff level. What would you think, Randy?
1: I don't think they're at that level quite yet either. However, I mean they're they're going to be pushing for it at the end of the year. I think they can easily walk into the Big Ten Championship game at eleven and one. Um I I think that's very possible. They're gonna have to play Wisconsin and oh, come on. I'm giving know. my I promise they're not as bad as they look award to Wisconsin. No, I don't. Texas doesn't need it anymore. Texas put up seventy. So anyway, I'm giving it to Wisconsin this time, and they do have to go through them. And Wisconsin is a generally tough team. I'm just, I'm just gonna say that I'm circling that game. However, next week this this Saturday they're playing at Maryland. True. And we have a uh, a Maryland contingency here with us today.
2: So understandably, I'm not gonna be biased at all. No, um, <laughs> honestly. Had you asked me this question after week one, I would have given you a very different answer than I will give you in week four. Iowa dominated Indiana, um, that raised a lot of eyebrows and it should. I mean, Indiana is not a bad team. They played a really brutal schedule, and that was by far Iowa's signature win. Then they came out the next week against Iowa State and got a 9% postgame win expectancy, which is, you know, tied for second lowest among any of the wins for these these teams. Then they come back, you know, the next week, Kent State, they bounce back, you know, 96% looking good. Then they hit Colorado State. And Colorado State, a bottom-of-the-barrel G5 team, um, takes them into the half down. Um, and Iowa does come back, but their post-game win expectancy is only 69%. Nice. Their average, if, you, if you average their post-game win expectancy, you're looking at, you know, basically a team that's not much better than two and two um you know on the average median's a little higher maybe three and one but you know hey i'm gonna put it out there i'm, I'm taking maryland straight up over iowa this weekend oh my god i think iowa's got Words. some serious serious problems i mean their defense is frightening but when colorado state is taking you into the halftime you know up you know eventually you're gonna have to score some points i think you know we've seen other teams georgia being the prime example be able to score some points i think iowa is kind of like Clemson, a ticking time bomb right now. They are waiting to get exposed. So, yep, that's my take. I don't,
1: I don't know. I mean, I think that's just the way Iowa plays. And I know I, I, I just brought up that you have to have a quarterback to win at the highest level in college football today. But I'm I'm not too concerned with – well, post-game win expectancy percentage. Um, I'm not – I don't think that reflects how well Iowa plays as well as it would reflect a team like how Alabama played, for example – I just think they play a different style that's going to make that percentage lower no matter what the final score is.
0: I, I completely right. agree, Randy. They, they play a very similar game to Wisconsin, which is really just time of possession, tough defense. You want to control the ball. We're talking a lot of you know, short yard gains, a lot of running the ball, very conservative play calling. You want to like, wear down your opponent. And so when they win a game against Colorado State, for example, and it's kind of close, it's, I mean, it's not too big of a deal because it's Iowa. Like, they're, they're not going to be putting up 49 points every game. You know, they're gonna play pretty safe, pretty conservative, I mean, kinda boring.
2: Fair enough, but they were they were twenty four point favorites in that game. I mean, you you can't deny that there was you know, I don't think I don't think most of the Iowa fans and just, you know, having looked at like their message boards and everything in the run up to our game, I don't think their fans are feeling that good about where they are right now, to be honest. I think they're happy to be four and but I I think they definitely disagree with you on the uh wow. the playoff or top ten knocking on the door. I don't think they feel that way.
1: I will last thing I want to say about them is I agree only in the sense that we have to see more from their quarterback. That's fair. Four touchdowns, one interception. Only four touchdowns on the years through four games is just not going to get it done later on in the season.
0: We'll see. should be a good game. Yep. Uh, up next, we're going to bring to the SEC. This is your expertise, Randy. Kentucky. Yep. Late on me. Is Kentucky legit?
1: Kentucky. I mean, long answer or short answer? Whatever you feel. No, <laughs> um, they beat just South no. Carolina. They beat <laughs> South Carolina sixteen to ten. They beat uh, Tennessee Chattanooga twenty eight to three. They, their Kentucky is one of those teams. They're just trying to be the best of the rest in the East, which is their their goal. I mean, obviously they don't want to win the conference, but they'll be very happy with third in the East. They play Florida this weekend. Granted, it's at Kentucky. I think they're going to lose pretty handily to Florida um i don't know kentucky does this a lot where they start off and they win their first few games and then just fall off i don't want to say fall off but they get really tested
0: yeah they just—they have um, have a very easy schedule thus far and like once they get into like the heart of their sec schedule and they start playing teams like florida for example or georgia lsu i think they're gonna have a pretty hard time
1: yeah and the thing with kentucky is they do they do have people underestimate them in the sense that kentucky actually does have a Tough identity in the way they play like they have a pretty good offensive line they take pride in their defensive line or at least they try to they try to play that tough style of football and it gets very overlooked at times but it's the same situation as they're like a lesser version of a team like Iowa where they don't have the quarterback to necessarily throw it over the top um it's will Levis is his name he he has seven touchdowns on the year, five interceptions so you know slinger.
0: Gunslinger, I get well as
1: gunslinger as you can get with a with a with a team with a tough identity. <laughs> yeah. Penn State legend will love it,
2: huh? Um yeah, I'll say untested for Kentucky. They've looked they looked look really good in their games so far, but if they haven't hit that meat of the schedule. I'll put them in the same bin as Arkansas. I'm really impressed with how they're doing relative to how they usually do. But, you know, again, it's another it, it, it's another step they're gonna have to take to prove that they're at that next level. So untested.
0: Love it. All right, up next, NSB, I'll give you the floor on this one. We got Maryland. We got the Turtles.
2: (laughs) I, look, you know, consistent with the rest of my reasoning, I might say untested. But, you know, I think especially after what West Virginia did or rather nearly did to Oklahoma, I'm going to go ahead and say undefeated at this point. Um Look, you know, in terms of, you know, where Maryland is supposed to be at this point, I don't think almost anybody had Maryland starting 4-0. and I think, you know, even less had them, you know, looking as a threat at Iowa. We're looking at single-digit, you know, underdogs here at home, Friday night, short week. Um, and what can I say? You know, the team is basically being carried right now by Talia Tagovailoa. You look at last week. Thirty-one to forty-one. He still does not have a turnover-worthy play on the year. Um, so even though he did have an interception, it was basically um, a dropped ball that a receiver like you know it hit him off his hands and then bounced right to the Kent State defender. Sure. Um, so he yeah. actually was not charged with. If you look at like um, Pro Football Focus or some of these other analytics sites, they didn't charge him with a turnover-worthy play for that. Um, take what you will out of that. I mean, obviously, people are going to point to the Illinois game and say, "You know, oh, you know, Maryland barely got past them. But, I mean, Maryland pretty much dominated that game. We got on the bad end of a couple of absolutely horrific fumbles, one on their eight-yard line, another one that we, you know, stripped the ball away from them and it bounced right to their receiver who ran in 30 yards untouched for one of their only two touchdowns. I mean, yeah, I will say this. Maryland's Talia looks really good. Our defense looks really good. You know, the bigger question is, you know, can we get back to that West Virginia form, you know, clean up the penalties, clean up the turnovers? If we can do that, Iowa doesn't stand a chance. I do think it'll be a close game. But I think if, I think if Maryland plays like they did against West Virginia, uh, because I think West Virginia is a very similar team to Iowa, look out. That's all I'm going to say is look out. So.
1: Put the ball into Lea's hands. I was looking at his stats, and he averages something crazy like 350 yards a game, 75% completion percentage, three touchdowns a game. I mean, just put the ball in his hands and let him play. That's all you got to do.
0: It'll be good to see. I wish you luck, Turtle. I really do. I think everyone's rooting for Maryland here. It's, it's,
2: it's, it's a terrible schedule. I don't expect Maryland to finish the season unbeaten. You know, I'd be happy if Maryland finished the season 8-4 and four at this point. But, you oh, know, it's... On. I
0: think it think will be pretty
2: good. It, I mean, you've got... Looking at the schedule, you've got Iowa and Ohio State back-to-back. I do think you got Minnesota and Indiana coming off the of bye week is nice. So I think those are your two most winnable games um, back-to-back. You know, shout-out to Minnesota for losing to Bowling Green. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, it'll be it'll be interesting. I think they've exceeded expectations. I think Loxley's getting his contract extended. Um, I just, I'm really hopeful that, you know, they can, they can turn a corner and get back to that West Virginia form and, uh, really do make some noise this year. So undefeated. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. All right. Up next we have
0: Michigan state undefeated at the moment to perhaps some people's surprise. Um, I, I look at it this way with Michigan state, um, They're not a playoff team. They're not a team that's probably going to even compete for the top of the Big Ten East. But I'm actually pretty impressed. The fact that they're 4-0, it seems like they've really kind of uh, improved in year two of Mel Tucker. And it almost feels to me like Michigan State, not this year, but in the very near future, might kind of be back to the Michigan State of, say, the early 2010s. The type of Michigan State that was routinely finishing the top 15, making good bowl games, they made the playoffs that one year, you know, winning the Big Ten. They're not there yet, but I think they might be in a couple of years if they can keep up, you know, this kind of momentum.
2: Yeah, you know, I think having Mel Tucker and Greg Schiano in the conference are, is not a combination I want in my division. Um, I, think the Big Ten <laughs> East, I think the Big Ten East is pretty pretty quickly headed to potentially even surpass the SEC West from top to bottom. Uh, uh, but, uh, look out, Randy. Look out, uh, Randy. Uh, I mean, Mel Tucker, yeah uh, I don't know if this is the year, I think that That win against Nebraska was definitely un, Undeserved for them, I think they had like Four yards of total offense in the entire Second half, um, so they've definitely Escaped that one, despite really getting Exposed um, But yeah, I think Mich- Michigan State bowl team this year And I think they're getting really dangerous, especially If you look at the recruits they've got coming down the line Michigan State's looking very dangerous going forward So untested, I'll say
1: You're really trying to get on my bad side, aren't you? <laughs> hey you know
2: hey i got georgia michigan state big big tennis
1: whatever honestly i have not watched a single second of michigan state this year so i'm sitting this one out
0: i respect the honesty now perhaps you have seen some of our next team here michigan little brother of michigan state of course yeah i went there um listen i actually think michigan's pretty legit this year i think they have one of the best defenses in the nation they have one of the best run games in the nation this is a team that has a lot of uh, a lot of passion at the moment. And I found that Michigan over the years under Jim Harbaugh has been a very sort of hot and cold team where when they're bad, they're really bad. But when they're good, they're like really good, like top 10 good, like might actually make the playoffs good. And this feels like one of those years where Michigan just kind of right out of the gate, you know, they're, they're winning these games pretty easily. They're putting up tons of points pretty easily. Ohio State's having a down year, obviously. This might actually be the year where Michigan wins the Big 10 and goes to the playoffs. I'll say it.
2: I'm not even going to say might. I'm going to say it's it's theirs to lose. Um, you know, the Rutgers game, you know, on paper again, you know, a lot of people were talking about oh, Rutgers kept it close. I mean, Rutgers is a really good team this year, especially compared to years past. Um, I would easily take Michigan over Penn State right now. Um, probably take Michigan over Ohio State as well. Obviously, it goes without saying Michigan states in that category too. Um, Yeah, I mean, they really have not shown much weakness through four games, Um, two against Power Five schools, one in division. So, you know, they've they've shown they can go out and win tough games. Um, It's just a question of, you know, can they keep that? Can they keep rolling going forward? And I think they will be able to. So I'm going to say undefeated for Michigan
1: as much as it pains me to do. I have my hot take. Hot take. All right. Michigan loses to Wisconsin this week.
0: I got a wish for Randy. Come (laughs) (laughs) on. It's not going to (laughs) happen.
1: You're such a doomer. No, I do think <laughs> they on. lose. I like Wisconsin. I'll, they have an elite defense. They have a really good run defense, too. And Michigan, it looks like they don't even want to pass the ball. <laughs> so if Wisconsin shut down their run game, I mean... If, if, if we do shut the down their run game, bit.
0: it'll get ready for another like 10-3 to 3 snooze fest, is all I'm going to say. Cause... But all
1: Grand Mertz has to do is not fumble any handoffs.
0: That's asking too much. <laughs> Really I think he
1: can do it for one game.
0: Speaking of Wisconsin, moving on to our next team. I need a floor on this one. We got Notre Dame. The fighting Irish. <laughs> I, I, I say this with all due respect for the many Irish fans this podcast. Shouts out to four Womblies. He was actually very kind to me after the loss. He he reached out to me and, you know, thanked me for the good game. Hope, you know, checked in on me basically um, on Saturday night. The thing is I, I, I've watched every Notre Dame game this year. I have. And I'm getting real big 2014 Florida State vibes from them. It's the kind of team that always plays down to their opponent, always kind of keeps it too close, if that makes any sense. I, I feel like Notre Dame has the potential to to go undefeated throughout the whole season and, and probably blow out teams. They've shown flashes of brilliance, of of, of really good quarterback play, of cone. Their defense is really solid at times. But it, it feels like they, just, they can't really... I don't know. It feels like they can't really separate themselves from start to finish and like have a, a complete game. You know, obviously they, they piled on the points on us there late in the game, but it was a close game heading into the, you know, final quarter, a quarter of it. I mean, Wisconsin at one point had a lead in the fourth quarter. Um, so what, what I really want to see out of Notre Dame, for them to kind of convince me that they are legit, is I want to see them really dominate a game from start to finish. You know, I want to see a complete performance because you need to play complete in order to be a college football playoff team. Like let's face it. You need to be at at that level. And I just, I don't think they're quite there right now.
2: I'm going to go opposite direction and say they are. Notre Dame has improved statistically um, every week, week one to week four, they easily get most improved. I'm going to come out and say it against Florida state. They look terrible. After again, if you ask me after week one, um, you know, Wisconsin or Notre Dame was probably going to go six and six. Um, Florida State, awful. You know, they let them hang around. They, you know, in many ways got dominated late in the game when it mattered. Um, but look, you know that that win against Wisconsin, you know, Jimbo, plug your ears a little bit, but that was a damn, that was a damn impressive win. I mean, they left no uh, doubt.
1: I'm gonna, I completely, almost I, completely disagree with that. <laughs> that was not that dominant of a win. If key. you. If you're playing a quarterback <laughs> as bad as GM, you should be doing better. They I just oh. they didn't take a lot of they could take advantage of a lot of opportunities yeah. and a lot of great field position. It's like when you get the ball back that many times, you need to have more than ten points going into the fourth quarter. I don't care how good the defense you're playing is. You just you have to be able to draw something up. even if it's your offensive coordinator drawing up some some more gadget style plays, you you have to be able to score and put points on the board. And they're three. They had three non-offensive touchdowns that were, I don't want to say garbage time, but I mean it's it's a kick return and two pick sixes. Those two pick sixes, forty-one to thirteen was not really the final score. That that doesn't tell you how close the game really was. I, I um, will say
0: the most concerning thing for me is they had nine rushing yards on the game. Exactly. I just I don't think that's going to be enough to. Compete in the in the in the playoffs. I I think they're Do a I? good team. I think they're an NY six team. But I guess you know from the context of the playoffs, they're not who they were last year. That's why I'm going to say they're, right. they're, they're the going to win. <laughs>
1: I think they're gonna go to the playoffs, but I think it's only because their schedule is so easy from here on out. They play Cincinnati, which will be decent, but Virginia Tech has fallen off. USC is not very good. North Carolina not very good compared to preseason. It's a lot of Virginia has fallen off that we thought would be
0: good heading into the season, right? But have been kind of fallen off since then. I was gonna
1: say I agree
2: I think Notre Dame's going to the playoff I don't think they really stand a chance of winning which is you know something that Notre Dame fans are going to cringe at hearing but yeah you know, look on the bright side Jimbo Wisconsin quarterback's gonna make it to the playoff so oh, you can God. hang your hat on that one uh,
1: I, listen, <laughs> I'll, I'll just confirm his doomer suspicions it's
0: true I'm still rooting for Cohen he's a good guy I have, I have no ill will against him he, he really is a good guy and I'm sad that he got injured and that's another reason to be concerned actually he he's kind of questionable for this week um, in a pretty game, pretty big game against Cincinnati. So, keep an eye out for that. All right, we're gonna move on to probably another dumb, hot take filled team. <laughs> we got Oklahoma.
1: Um, oh God, I don't even know what to make of them.
0: I, am just gonna say it flat out. I, I, much like Notre Dame, actually more so than Notre Dame, this team is just waiting to be exposed. They're just they're playing so slow.
1: Who's going to expose them? There, there's nobody on their schedule that can really expose them. If I guess be,
0: it'll be Georgia in the playoffs. You know, if if need be, it'll be Bama. But they're can going I to be exposed. On
2: this, I think Oklahoma's a nine and three or ten and two team potentially worse. Um, they uh, have the, they have the lowest average. You know, I, I, again going back to this lowest average post game win expectancy, um, and in fact they have the single lowest post game win expectancy from there. Week one game, uh, which I don't have pulled up right now, but um, <laughs> do you, do you have it
0: by chance? I don't have With, the who expectancy. Was,
1: they played Tulane. Tulane, you're lane. giving way too much credit to the rest of the Big Twelve. That's two, all I'm going to say. Tulane had a
2: 98% post game win expectancy over Oklahoma. Jesus. When you get dominated and the stat sheet, I mean, uh, Tulane was putting up basically seven points every time they hit the red zone. Then you go to Oklahoma. Uh, we go to the West Virginia game. You know, West Virginia, forty percent post game win expectancy. They let West Virginia, you know, turn that game into a literal coin toss, which it pretty much was at the end. Um, Oklahoma is a fraud, um, a phony, and a fake. Among the undefeated teams, Come on. you're being too it's harsh. True. On them. They're it's true, they're,
1: they're gonna get blown oh. away. I think, I okay, think that's I have to say, I'm going to, I have to butt in about the two lane game. That's yes. two lanes points, a lot of their points were in garbage time. They were winning 40 to 20, 40 to 22 at the start of the fourth quarter. That game was not that close. Really? Um, Oklahoma scored a lot early and let their foot off the gas. The thing with Oklahoma is the question mark still kind of is, but more so used to be Spencer Rattler. And last game, he looked fairly okay. He looked, looked like he improved upon some of his mistakes, but it looked like the problem now is offensive line. He was getting pressure in his face immediately a lot of those plays. So it's it's hard to fully blame him now. I don't think his backup is better than him. By well, here's the deal
2: with the, with the play calling too. One of Spencer Rattler is only about average, you know, effectiveness in short game passing. He's actually most effective if you look statistically is is downfield passing, and they just don't do that under Lincoln Riley. He does not like to take those deep shots, so they're not using their quarterback effectively. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting salivating almost for you know hopefully oklahoma state beats them because i think that'd be the funniest but it would be. you know it would def- be. It def- would definitely be. i think right now i think they're I- if i look at their schedule they're losing to texas they might lose to baylor you know they might lose to oklahoma state i think this is at you know potentially at best a 10 and 2 probably a 9 and 3 or even worse team
1: and uh, i think lincoln riley knows what he's doing enough to get them to the playoffs where they're then going to get exposed
0: listen when, once once oklahoma's in the sec in a few years they're not going to be able to get away with this. You know what I mean? When when they have to actually face like good teams week in week out, I I think what happened to Nebraska when they joined the Big 10, the same thing's going to happen to Oklahoma. Oh, it's
1: not. I'll come. are way I, I, too I harsh. I seriously on that game. mean it. I really mean it. Okay, first of all, Oklahoma has access to the Texas recruiting area. Nebraska does not. Oklahoma is a much more populous state next to more populous era- areas. It's not in the middle of nowhere like Nebraska. It's just not com- comparable, really.
0: That's just recruiting, though. It's it's one it's one dimension of this
2: problem. Yeah, recruiting's national. I mean, one of Alabama's strongest bases is like, you know, up Southern, up California. In Maryland. Southern California. They have a lot of foothold in Maryland, and D.C. area. I mean, recruiting is national. Recruiting it's not crazy. really an excuse for Nebraska anymore. They're just bad.
1: Oh, that's only national for teams like Alabama and Georgia. It's it's still very regional for mostly everybody else.
2: I, I just yeah, think I mean, Nebraska's Ohio, got an army of bagmen. They are they are a true. big, big. They're like they're like Penn State. If Penn State was bad at football, I mean they've got a ton of diehard, rabid fans with access to enough money to make some recruiting stuff happen. So you know that's really on their coaching staff.
0: I just, I think Oklahoma benefits this season immensely from a pretty bad big 12. You know, like they're playing pretty mediocre teams here. But when the time comes and suddenly they're facing against, you know, Alabama and and LSU and Auburn and Georgia every week and Florida, they're they're not going to have as many freebies. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it'll be interesting to see uh, in the coming years. Keeping it in the, dare I say, great state of Oklahoma? In the great state of Oklahoma. We have Oklahoma State. 4-0. Kinda of surprising. Though they haven't really played anyone, and it seems like every game they've won, they've won by like six or seven points. I don't know. To me, they're okay. It's it's Oklahoma State. This they're they're the kind of program that it seems to always finish eight and four. So I, I don't read too much into this. I think they're gonna lose games eventually. They're definitely not a playoff team. Though I could maybe see them being Oklahoma this year. Maybe. No. No. <laughs> You don't think
1: so? No, I'm, they just don't have the same talent on both on either side of the ball. They can't really push the ball downfield the same way. Um, they what? did beat Boise State and Kansas State. They did, but yeah. Those are two decent wins. It's
0: decent. Played them close, though. That's my concern. I, feel I like- think it's
1: just going to be a normal Oklahoma State yeah. season. I know I told people at the beginning of this episode that I'm going to lean into some hot takes, but just honestly, I don't see a lot of hot takes for me to give this time. They yeah, they well, <laughs> Oklahoma State. Oklahoma
2: State is not that far off statistically from Oklahoma. I think you know just looking at their schedule, that game against Tulsa, um they got dominated by Tulsa. They they squeaked by Boise State, they squeaked by Kansas State. You know, good for them that they're 4-0, but I think this is they're like number 3 on like most fraudulent 4-0 teams for me behind uh behind Oklahoma and Iowa. I think they're they're not that far behind. So uh,
1: no. Tulsa did give it to Ohio State. I they did, but, uh,
2: yeah, it, you still got to beat Tulsa. I mean, it's, the Ohio State pulled away in the end. You know, they could handle business. Oklahoma State let them hang around. I mean, the Boise State was just straight-up embarrassing for them. So, you know, I, I think they're it's a bold team, and that's about it. I'll say, you know. 8-9-1 <laughs> team. The one untested nine here. The
1: Big 12 likes to beat themselves up. So. They do, yeah. yeah.
0: All right, up next we have Ole Miss, the lane train. I like Lane Kiffin. I like the Rebels. I love their uniforms. Uh, but in my opinion, they're they're a bit untested. I mean that very fairly. I think they've just been untested, and we kind of really don't know exactly who they are yet. Um, I think they have the potential to be a really, really good SEC team, especially with Lane Kiffin. We know he's one of the best coaches there. And we're going to really get a feel for how good they are this weekend. Again, I, They're not going to beat Bama, but like Florida, if they can keep it close – they make it a make it a game, you know. In the fourth quarter, uh, I think I think we'll have some some respect for Ole Miss to give out, and we'll I have think, a better idea where they
1: are. No, I think we need exactly. to jump in. So you get to that I'm, I'm, I, I need to jump in. I, I can't I can't sit <laughs> in my hands here. Like, come on,
2: like, you got it. You got okay, it. Okay,
1: since they do play us this week, I do. I know. I mean, they're in my division, in my team's division, so I know a lot about them. Um, I think I think they're exactly who we think they are. And that's going to be a 9-10 win team. 8-10 to ten win team. Uh, great offense. Same. The offense is just as good as it was last year. But their defense is finally at least, I will say, average to slightly above average at times. Um, that Louisville win in week one is looking better and better. Louisville is quietly 3-1. Um, Lane Kiffin is a great coach. And if anybody knows how to game plan against Saban's defense, it's going to be his previous offensive coordinator of three years. It is true. The thing is, our defense is very susceptible to tight ends and a run inside run game, but we're pretty good against deep passes and all that. And I'm not exactly sure how Ole Miss's offense looks, but I do think they're the type of offense they can adapt. He's going to know how to game plan. Hey, I will say this about Ole Miss: they're definitely untested.
2: That might work in their favor here. For those you know not familiar, there are only two two of these teams have not played four games yet. Those are uh, so I guess you know minus South Alabama, but whatever. Cincy, <laughs> Cinci and Ole Miss. And Ole Miss is coming off a bye week to play Alabama. I mean, if you you could not ask for a better time to play Alabama team, new quarterback, bye week. You know, yeah, it's in Tuscaloosa, but I mean, you've got pretty much everything you want. Um, so this is it. This is kind of their will-they-beat-Bama moment. I don't think they will. I agree with you. But I think, you know, like I said, somebody's beating Bama. Somebody's definitely going to beat Ole Miss. It's probably going to be Bama. But, you know, going forward, I do see them as a very, very, very serious threat at this point in the SEC. i put them above Arkansas, Kentucky. Um, I think they're like, right, they're nipping at the heels of Alabama. Um, and then obviously they're behind Georgia. But yeah, they're definitely, they're a solid number three right now. Looking to overtake into a number two. So... Good
1: oh, for exactly. I 100% agree. Um, they're just, they've looked improved. So, got to give it to yeah. Kiffin. Give it to, give it to, to Lane. Starting. Oh. <laughs> give it
0: to Lane.
1: Oh, okay. and Matt Corral. Matt Corral was one of my September Heisman finalists. So,
0: hey, we'll if he, see if if I, he if can if win this somehow through. with all the respect. I don't think for he any. needs
1: to. So, I said this in the last episode. <laughs> he, he does not even need to win the game. He just has to outperform Bryce Young. True. Even in a loss, he would be fine. Um, I'll. My last note for this game is I'm very glad that it's at Bryant-Denny and not at Ole Miss. That's that the thing. Yeah, I think
0: if this was at Ole Miss, I could, I could maybe see there being a shot, but this being at Bama, that's going to be too much. All right, up next, we have a team that I'm just going to say it might be a dark horse of the playoffs. We have the Oregon Ducks, undefeated. Oh, 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 oh. Huge win over Ohio State at Ohio State, mind you. They uh they 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 look good. I'll just say good on offense, good on defense. They've got a pretty favorable schedule moving forward. Um they've been shouting for, you know, we want Bama for for years, for almost a decade now. They might actually get Bama this year if they make the playoffs, which I I am looking forward to. I think Oregon is the real deal.
1: I agree. They were, remember, they were my preseason top 3 team, top 3, top 4 team, and they've proven it so far. So their last, I think their toughest game remaining is going to be UCLA. Oregon State's looking better, but overall the Pac-12, I think the Pac-12 at the top, like the top third of the conference is improving. But every every other team in the Pac-12, it hasn't looked so great. right? So they do have a very favorable schedule. They've already won their toughest game at Ohio State while missing four defensive starters, five defensive starters. So I think Oregon... I if I had to pick, I would say they're definitely making the playoffs. I
2: agree. I'd agree. I'd say Oregon makes the playoff, but honestly, I was not impressed. I was not impressed with their Fresno State game. You know, Fresno State not being a bad team. That's aged a little bit better, but that wasn't a very convincing win for Oregon. Obviously, you know, the following week they come out, they beat Ohio State. I think they'll make the playoffs. You know, the Pac twelve is kinda like the bottom of the ACC right now, just an absolute dumpster fire but you know generally speaking you know yeah you beat Ohio State on the road you went out you're you're in the playoff you're probably a two seed I mean realistically I don't think the SEC can get one and two this um, year so Oregon Oregon has the inside track to at least the two seed if not the one um, if there's a little more chaos in the SEC so but I don't think they'll win at all I think you know I'll take I'll take Oregon to the
1: playoff I'll,
2: I'll take the field after that I'll say undefeated at this point they
1: just and personally going Randy. Uh, Personally, I'm very forgiving of close week one wins versus G five teams. Um I don't think it says a whole whole lot how a team performs in the week one. I think what's more important is to look at how they've improved since week one, assuming they got the win.
0: I, I completely agree. And and one further point for Oregon, for me, the biggest thing for them is just to not like to not self implode in some random Pac twelve game. I mean we all know what Pac twelve after dark it, it seems like Oregon has had years like this in the past where they look really really good. They have the potential to make the playoffs, heck maybe make the national championship, but they end up just like dropping dumb games against opponents they have no business losing to. So they just got to stay consistent. You know, don't don't the past. I think don't, this, don't this is the
2: best Oregon team in the decade. Yeah, this is their best chance. I mean, they've never I don't think they'd ever beaten Ohio State before and they did it in Columbus in front of a full house. That's pretty pretty daggone impressive, but yeah, I think it'll be, you know, the question is can they can they keep the upward trend, and they have trended up, but can they keep the upward trend going to the point where they can beat some playoff teams? I think that'll be interesting.
0: Fair enough. Moving on, speaking of teams that have gone on the road, and I hate to use this word, upset other opponents. We got Penn State, of course, upsetting Wisconsin at Cap Randall. Uh, in my opinion, having seen them in person, I like Michigan a lot, as we were just saying before. I, I think Michigan is one of the teams to beat in the Big Ten, but if it's if not for Michigan, I think Penn State wins the Big Ten. I think they're neck and neck. They're 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 both extremely good teams. Penn State has a really good resume at this point. That that a win against Auburn. I I get it. Auburn isn't you know quite as good as maybe we're used to, but they look convincing, man. Sean Clifford he he looks really good on offense, and mm-hmm. and their defense looks decent too. So I, I'm pretty high in Penn State.
1: Auburn mm. beating Auburn, no matter no matter what, beating Auburn is always weirdly impressive because they always pull some sort of. Voodoo. Even though Auburn, I just want to point out that Auburn was a fourth and six away from losing to Georgia State. But it, it's Auburn. They always randomly pull out great games and then flop and then do all this weird stuff. I will say I have Penn State as my fourth playoff team. Dang. Oh.
0: Dang. Confidence.
1: That's, yeah. that's,
2: that's a hot take.
1: Yeah. I think they're the most tested team in the country so far. That, that's, no, that's where I'm coming from.
0: I, I think they, they played in big games, man. And like looking at their schedule, what's what's ahead? Michigan and Ohio State. But the thing is, they'll be ready for that. I, I really they think they will Iowa. be. Iowa's tough, too. I think but Iowa
2: it, at Iowa. I think when we, when we talk about when we talk about teams that have had the rug pulled from under their resume, I think Michigan State falls into that category with Northwestern and Miami being their quote unquote signature wins um penn state you know looking at wisconsin penn state got dominated in that game i mean penn state basically won you know they had some friendly turnovers they had some friendly fourth down stops i mean you can't be expected to do that every single game they just flat out got outplayed by wisconsin and wisconsin got unlucky um they did put up you know i'll give penn state credit it was a very impressive win over auburn they dominated the stat sheet i mean auburn yeah made it close at the end but it really wasn't close on paper I think pretty much anybody watching the game expected uh, Penn State to pull that one out. That being said, Auburn then went out and almost lost to Georgia State, as as Randy so helpfully pointed out. So you know, I'd say I'll say Penn State is untested. I think they're another poster child for untested. I think they got lucky against Wisconsin. Um, Auburn looked okay, but Auburn might not be that good. You know, I still think the Big Ten is probably between Michigan and Ohio State um at this point but you know i i don't think it's outrageous to say they're a playoff team i just don't think this the data backs that up at this point i think they're they're you know kind of in that second pack with like maryland and and michigan state at this point
0: fair enough it'll be interesting to see i think you know a big 10 team is definitely making the playoffs this year and to me man it's just kind of a toss-up between penn state michigan and iowa so it like it's exciting that at least like Ohio State's kind of out of the, out of the conversation this year, or at least it seems like that right now. All right, uh, moving on. We we're gonna rapid fire here. We've been talking for quite a bit. This is the longest episode ever, and we're not even into like this week's predictions. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna go quick here for these last few teams. We have a lot of G five teams coming up here. SMU Southern Methodist. I don't think they're that good. They barely survived Louisiana Tech from a miracle Hail, Hail Mary play, which was pretty cool, but. It's SMU. Yeah. they're they're good, but they're not great.
1: Maybe SMU, yeah. but they're eh. yeah. They're- and, they've,
2: and they've been backsliding every single game. I mean, statistically, so yes, SMU. I'm going to say, you know. Adios, but to the, to, you know, being a, a quote unquote. I think, are they ranked this week? I think someone ranked them this week. They are not ranked this week. They're not ranked this week. I know that they're definitely receiving votes. I think that will end soon, um, <laughs> but that'll be interesting. I, I am kind of keeping one eye on them. I think Maryland is a home and home with SMU starting next year. Oh. So, but we'll see. see, we'll see. <laughs> All right. Next. Next. Next.
0: Next. San Diego State. I'll say it. One of
1: those above average G5s.
2: Uh, they they did beat looked, Arizona and Utah, but not by much. They've, okay. looked, they've looked good so far relative to what they're doing. I think they're okay. definitely the front runner in the Mountain West. But, yeah, I mean, it's also SDSU. So, you know, they're, they're in the outside looking in, but they definitely do have a path to, like, a New Year's Six.
0: Is what it is. I like this. All right, South Alabama, roll tide. South no. Alabama, uh,
1: fraudulent. I, I feel like y'all are expecting me to say something about them. I mean, <laughs> that I don't. No, they're, they're just team, gonna dude. lose eventually. They're your team. Yeah. <laughs> they're I hope they're they only five nice, hours away had, from me.
2: I hope they had a nice uh, week four bye, um, which I don't understand why teams do that. Um, but you know, I hope they enjoyed it. Um and I hope they enjoy, you know, they're definitely going to a bowl game this year, so I hope they enjoy whatever bowl game they're at. But that's pretty much it for them. They've been an
1: improving G five program. I'll give them credit for that. They have access to some good recruiting ground in Louisiana and southern Alabama, and northern Florida. So
2: Yep. Full team, Florida. good start. Look okay. They, let's let's they, go, go. Next, rapid fire. Real quick,
0: real quick. They beat Bowling Green, who beat Minnesota. Just wanted to put that out there. Just wanted to put it out there. Problem now. All right. Up next, UTSA.
1: Very interesting <laughs> team. I hate to go rapid fire on them.
0: <laughs> I, I kind of want to go rapid fire, but go on. Yeah.
1: They are a very interesting team. They beat... Illinois. Sorry. Illinois they beat I Memphis. Don't. A good Memphis team. A decent MTSU team. And they did beat Illinois. Um, UTSA is one of those teams that randomly is able to beat Power Five teams, but then goes like eight and four or something.
2: Yeah, U- UTSA I think is the easiest remaining schedule of all the G five schools. Like when you take into consideration how well they've started off the year, so I wouldn't be surprised to see them undefeated. But even with an undefeated schedule, I just don't think they have what it takes to go anywhere with that. Potentially even in New York's, a uh, New Yorks.
1: He <laughs> did it again. New- They're New New not going to New York. And with eighteen. With these eighteen to twenty-two year old kids, you never know what's going to happen week to week. Yeah, yep. P five so level. Good, good
2: for them getting the win over Illinois. I think that was a pretty impressive win for their program. But yeah, yeah I think they're they're praying for that that New Year's six chance. All right, rapid right. fire.
0: Rapid. Well, we got two more here. But <laughs> this next team was our last P five team, Wake Forest. Uh, this 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 is how I look at it. Wake Forest refuses to play anyone good and the ACC, oh, is, come on. the ACC is embarrassingly bad this year. They, they're probably going like 10-2, and two, but they're not going to be good. Yeah, I said it. That's, I'm gonna that's, go that's my hot bo- take.
2: I'm, I'm going to go even bolder. Wake Forest has not had a game in which they've looked bad, and they dominated. Uh, was it North Carolina this past week? Wake yeah. Forest. If, if you had Virginia. to tell me, like, if you if you had to give me, you know, I don't know if they're going to go undefeated. I don't know if they're going to make the playoff. But if you if you had an ACC team that you're going to pin your playoff hopes to, it had better be Wake Forest no. because they have looked good. No, dude, at, I don't. I don't, th- I don't think they're going to run the table. I don't. I don't think they're going to make it. I think the ACC is going to go a year without a playoff team and just have to deal with it. But that being said, if you had to give me one to pick, I'm putting my money on Wake Forest. Every penny of it. Forest's
1: Wake Forest's remaining schedule is. A- Almost laughably easy. Their toughest game remaining is North Carolina State. They play Clemson. I mean, they did play Clemson, but I mean, it's. What is Clemson's
2: <sighs> schedule? Is what is what everybody thought Clemson's schedule was going to be after the Georgia game? Yeah, their Clemson's schedule team. is really,
1: it's going to be we'll really tough.
0: I, Clemson they, they is not, a
2: good Virginia team.
0: Clemson is still Clemson. Like I hate to say it, but Clemson's still I mean, going like I'm, nine and three. Honestly, you
1: know? <laughs> honestly, I said that just to kind of dunk on them a little bit. I get it. Yeah, I know it's <laughs> still Clemson. They're still going to be able to find ways to out talent other teams. If nothing else, Debo is going to try to salvage the season. Even in, he's not going to gear up the team to try to win in the playoffs anymore. He's just going to do whatever it takes to get. 10 wins, 8 to 10 wins to salvage a good recruiting class. This is
0: good for them because now he can, he can like drum up another little old Clemson hype for like the next five years. <laughs> no, oh,
1: yeah, not you know happening what it is. Everybody not, knows I, what Clemson I,
2: I visit, I visited Clemson uh, in December to go watch the Maryland at Clemson basketball game. Great little town, but I mean, it's that area is like, I guess it's kind of similar to what Penn state is probably like. I mean, you get within about 30 miles of there and every, I mean, every business, Church, whatever you want to call it, has some kind of Clemson merch on it. They're not little old anything. They're a big—I would call them blue blood. I know that the older folks probably won't, but I, you know, they're for someone of my, blood. for blue someone blood. of my age a or around blood. that age, Clemson is absolutely a blue blood culturally in that region. They're at least a regional blue blood. I mean, they own that state. Um, South Carolina is dead. Um, so
0: <laughs> sorry, sorry. Know,
2: they're, they're they're not little old anything. They'll be back. It's just you know they're getting beat down this year, and it feels good.
0: Enjoy it while it lasts, I guess. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All, All
1: right, right, rapid fire.
0: We got. Well, we got one last team here, Randy. All we right. got, of course, UW. Who? University of Wyoming.
1: Wyoming.
0: Uh, hard to believe they're undefeated. Though they barely survived UConn. They won twenty-four to twenty-two. Yeah, I'm about to. Say. That alone yeah. should disqualify you from being legit. Uh, this team isn't yeah,
2: that good. Why? Wyoming is not that good. Yeah, I mean they almost got beat. They they were a two-point conversion away from Yukon. They were you know, that if that's your if that's your Florida to your Alabama, you do not deserve to be 4 now. So sorry, but <laughs> hey. Wyoming is another one of those teams that's pretty much a G5 lock for a bowl. You know, they might knock off a Power 5 team in a bowl, but they're not going to do anything beyond that. And it's going to be like 6 and 6 or 7 and 5 Rutgers they're playing in the bowl. So
1: the only thing about Wyoming is that they do still have to play Boise State and they still have to play Fresno State. So, I mean, they actually have a fairly tough schedule for G5 and they also play Air Force next week, who's 3-1. and one. Um, one, The only thing I really find interesting about Wyoming is that they have that old North Dakota State head coach who won like three championships in a row at the FCS level that went to Wyoming in 2014 and has... I mean, he's got them to a respectable eight-win program, but... I don't know what his his real plan was with moving up from being a consistent FCS national championship winner to coaching an eight win Wyoming Wyoming team year after year.
0: Money, I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's money. Yeah, I, I guess. All right. That pretty much does it. That does well, it we made for, it finally. We, yeah, we, we made it. I did not expect it to take that long.
0: I believe we're at like around <laughs> seventy minutes now. For people who are still listening with, with us, thank you. We appreciate it.
2: I think I think Barstool. There is it unnecessary roughness. Is there like college football podcast? They did this thing with like three and O teams, and they got I think it took them about ninety minutes to get through all of the undefeateds last week. So we did we did okay. There weren't that many teams that lost being undefeated this week. Sorry Rutgers, but you know.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, so we did, we did we did we did good. That said, I do believe we have a few more things to get through here. NSB, if if, if that's okay with you.
2: Let's go. Let's get it done.
0: We're, of course, talking about the games this week that we're looking forward to. I've got a handful. Randy has a handful, I believe. Yes. Uh, going to give yep. out our predictions. Our I'm going days. to,
1: with all due respect, I am going to skip over the games that we've already discussed in terms of undefeated versus undefeated. I feel like we've talked about those enough. Sure.
0: Fair enough. I will then uh, bring it on to one game I'm looking forward to this week. Actually, I'm not looking forward to at all. But it is my lock of the week. And this was mentioned briefly, but I, I got to go over it. Uh, Michigan's come to Camp Randall. Last time they came to Camp Randall was one of the best days of my life. It was September 21st, uh, 2019. I remember because we were up by like 35 at one point, And the song September came on. And I looked at my phone and I realized it was September 21st. And I was jumping around. I was singing. I was hooting and hollering. Having the time of my life. And since that day... Wisconsin football has been nothing a train wreck. It's been downhill. Oh, okay. It's been, we've, I believe well, we've lost eight games in a row against top 25 teams. I'm not making this up. But look it up right now. Michigan's going to come into Camp Randall. And I'm, I'm really believing we lose by 35 points. Yeah. At least, at least 35. Quote me on this, quote me on it. This um. is the game that gets Paul Chris fired.
1: I told you this is one of my hot texts for the week is I think Wisconsin beats Michigan.
0: Uh, Randy, 35 points we lose by. I, I'm not just saying we lose. I'm saying I'm literally saying 35 points.
1: You are such a dude. People
0: laughed at me when I said that we were going to lose to Notre Dame by 30 points. We lost by 28.
1: I'm, I'm taking people, the Okay, so after you, left, after you left, people reposted that screenshot of how your wizard bet was we're going to lose to Notre Dame by 30 points.
0: <laughs> I didn't even get wizard because I'm technically off by two points.
1: Ridiculous. Uh, it, could, it could be worse. I, had, I I lost
2: wizard on on betting on a And M because they missed an extra point in garbage time. But
1: how it goes. I'm, yeah. Like, what are my takes or what of my games for the week? Is I have UCLA and Arizona State. I wanted to pay some homage to the West Coast to the Pac twelve. Of course. Um. I know so. a certain somebody likes to likes to say we have East Coast bias <laughs> if we don't talk about the Pac twelve enough, which is fair. We do. <laughs> um. It's going to be UCLA versus Arizona State. Arizona State, 3-1, and one, only lost to BYU. UCLA is 3-1, only lost to Fresno. I find it interesting that both of their losses are to a group of five team. But UCLA is one of those teams that I said at the beginning of the season that I believe in, and I do think they'll handle Arizona State comfortably. And I do think UCLA is one of those teams that if anybody's going to beat Oregon, it's going to be them. So that's why I'm interested to see how they perform against other decent Pac-12 teams.
0: Completely agreed. I'm looking forward
1: to that. UCLA by
2: three touchdowns plus. That's my take on this. I, you know, Arizona State, one of those teams, or if Arizona State happened to be undefeated, I would be calling them a fraud right now because they are. UCLA is gonna win and they're gonna win big.
0: Love it. Love the confidence. Um, I got a game coming up next. Talking SEC here. Number twenty two Auburn faces unranked three and one LSU. This is
2: uh,
0: this is at LSU in Death Valley. And listen, people were clowning on me earlier, um, but I, I really believe LSU is still a decent team. I think this is a, a team that has the potential to finish 8-4, and four, maybe 9-3. and three. And I, I know Auburn's ranked. I know they played Penn State relatively close. But this is in Death Valley. And honestly, I think this is a, a Tigers team that still has a bit of a chip on its shoulder. It has a lot to prove. I think they win this game. Not by a lot. Might be close. But I, I think LSU finds a way to beat uh, the Auburn Tigers.
1: There is just absolutely no way to predict Auburn or L S U games. So when they play each other, it's just it's it's gonna be fun to watch, but there I honestly cannot even make a prediction. I'm gonna the make a prediction. I'm, I'm
2: gonna say L S U wins by two touchdowns. I'm not impressed with Auburn at this point in the year. Um, you know, yeah, okay, Penn State, but again, like I said, the rug has been pulled on some of their some of their wins so far, so you know, I'm gonna say LSU, two touchdowns. It's it's wire to wire. Um yeah, I don't I don't I'm not going quite as far as saying LSU is a, is a seven five, you know, eight and four team, they might be six and six, but you know, this is gonna be one of their this is one of their wins.
1: It's going to be a very season defining game for either team, for both yep. teams, really.
0: Yeah, good way to look at it.
1: All right. To go in a different direction, another game I'm circling is Texas versus TCU. Um they are both three and one teams or te- TCU is two and one, but they're both three and one teams. If you remember last week I awarded the I promise they're not as bad as they look award to Texas who promptly went on to beat Texas Tech 70 to thirty five and this is after they put up fifty eight points versus rice. so I think it's taken a little bit of time for Sark to really get things rolling. I mean he's a first year head coach. you need to give him more than two games. Mm-hmm. Um, So, I think they're okay. I think they'll do fine. I think it's an interesting game to watch to see how the rest of the season is going to shake out, mainly for Texas.
2: I think Texas blows their doors off. Didn't TCU just lose to SMU? Yeah. They did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Texas is blowing their doors off. I mean, Texas is not, you know, I think Texas beats Oklahoma this year. Um, I don't think they're a playoff team. You know, I think they're gonna—they might drop to West Virginia. They might drop somebody else. There are a few other dangerous teams lurking out there. Baylor might be better than Texas at this point, but I mean, yeah, Texas's offense looks absolutely deadly under Sark. Um, you know, and I'm definitely not biased as someone whose co- team is also coached by an Alabama OC. But um, you know, yeah, he's got—he's got a got rolling over there. I think you know the Arkansas game was kind of telling about how they do in the postseason, you know, particularly if they get to New York six, I'm not sure if that, did New York six again? New yeah. Year's just six. Just roll with it. Just roll with that's it. That's number four. We'll, we'll roll with it. It's, it's just the gym podcast, you know, it's the New York six now. That's, that's the way it's going. <laughs> but no, Texas, you know, I think it gets down to your question of what does Texas is back really mean if texas is back means they're ranked they're absolutely deserved to be ranked this year if it means they're getting to the playoff they're not there yet it's going to take a few years but yeah i think this is the year when they start to you know shake off the herman era here the lose to maryland era
0: i love the nuance there with with texas is back and how we define it um i've got i've got one more game that i've kind of got my eye on but before i get to that um nsb did you have any games that you wanted to mention for this weekend
2: well, I know we said we weren't going to do undefeateds, but, you know, Iowa and Maryland, you know, I, we could spend a minute on that Please. or so. I, I um, think
0: you deserve to spend more than a minute on this one, friend.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, like, you know, if you play this game a thousand times, Iowa probably wins this game more times than Maryland. But, you know, let's let's be real here. Iowa does not have the firepower to match if Maryland gets a big lead. And honestly, I think people are sleeping on Maryland's defense. I think everybody thinks that Maryland's offense is this juggernaut. I don't really think so. We've got a really good, you know, possibly the best quarterback in college football, but our run game really hasn't matched it. Um, And, you know, Talia last week, he made, you know, 38 of his throws probably of those 41 were on target, which is pretty incredible. But, you know, seven or eight of those were like wide open drops from our receivers. So we've got some talented athletic receivers, but, you know, they make mistakes. Our receivers had both of our fumbles in that game. You know, granted, they were backups, but you know there's there's stuff that you know Maryland needs to clean up penalties but honestly i think the biggest weapon for Maryland so far that not a lot of people are talking about is defense particularly pass defense our pass rush tied for first most sacks big 10 and our pass defense is just absolutely stellar our linebackers are a bit banged up but you know we might have the number number 3 number 4 defense in the big 10 you know obviously behind iowa so yeah, I don't know. I, I think this could be the game where Maryland turns it around. I'm going to pick Maryland to win. You know, I think it'll be, you know, like 28 21 or something like that. But, you know, it's it's one of those games where it's like this could this could legitimately change the trajectory, I think, for either team of where, where their season and where their program is going. So it's a it's a really big game.
1: All right. We'll lock it in.
0: Lock it in. It's locked.
1: I have one final one final game. Um, I know our friend from Charlotte's going to like this one if he's still listening. <laughs> um, it's uh, Charlotte versus Illinois. Charlotte at Illinois. Charlotte beat Duke in week one. They're a quietly a 3-1 and group of five team, but they're only blast coming to uh, that Georgia State team that just very closely almost beat Auburn. Charlotte's one of those group of five teams that's been improving every year, every year under their new head coach. They are quietly a group of five team that could be pushing for a new for a new year six uh, game at the end of the year. I'm just very interested to watch them and see what they do. I just like to see their improvement, and they're one of those teams that I like to watch on a Friday and Thursday pretty frequently. So that's yeah. why I know about them.
2: <laughs> you know, I think I think Illinois wins this one by maybe like 7 to 10. Like, they'll win. You know, Charlotte's not a terrible group of five team, but they also have a very weak schedule relative. I think they, they like, looking at ESPN, I think Charlotte was, like, dead last in strength of schedule even coming into the season. And certainly, you know, Duke and Illinois have not really aged that well as their, as their signature games. Um, but, you know... Is Illinois awful? I think I actually kind of like Illinois' defense. I mean, they held Purdue to what? 13? 13. They held Maryland to 20. Illinois does not have a bad defense, and you know this, Jimbo. This has probably been not at the back of his mind. I don't think anybody's brought it up. I don't put it past Illinois not to like go in and knock off Wisconsin this don't year. I me. mean,
1: don't they literally me. do that two years ago.
2: I yeah, that was I think a they meme game. That was a meme game, but yeah, uh, Illinois' defense is good. if they If they get some, if they get some big turnovers, you know, some interceptions, like if, if Illinois can get its pass defense going, which they might not even need to do against Wisconsin. I mean, their run defense is just murderously brutal. Um it could get interesting. Uh, you know Illinois just doesn't have the firepower yet you know they got two awful quarterbacks, you know, their receivers are hurt, their running backs aren't that good. their line play is bad. you know their offense is just atrocious but you know, yeah, I think Illinois is good enough to, to easily handle Schimplin, but you know it'll be interesting to see who else Illinois can can beat this year.
1: again, it's 18 to 22 year old kids and at this level just literally anything can happen any given week.
0: True. Speaking of of which, if anything happening, my my final game to close out the show here uh, this week, I am vaguely interested in Ohio State at Rutgers. And here's why. uh, And here's why. Rutgers, as we know, just played Michigan pretty close. And we were just saying before how Michigan's probably better than Ohio State this year. I think, at a minimum, Ohio State is fraudulent. And listen, I'm not saying that it necessarily is, is a lock to happen, but there there is a non-zero chance that Rutgers pulls off the upset. And if that does happen, if, if Rutgers can beat Ohio State, can you just imagine how amazing that would be? How Reddit would react, how Twitter would react, how Discord would react? It would be magical.
2: Well, here's the thing. Yeah. ESPN has it about 25% of happening. Look, I'm going to put it out there. Rutgers I think impressed a lot of people with the Michigan performance last week, you know, Michigan, you know, was obviously the better team, but Rutgers is Rutgers is kind of like Michigan State and a couple of other programs and that their second-year head coach is really moving things along faster than people thought they would. I think that's that's fair to say about Rutgers at this point. Yeah. You know, they're not there yet. And they're moving pretty quick. I don't know. I think Rutgers is basically a better Illinois. They're waiting on their offense to, for a savior on offense, but their defense is scary. I mean, they, Michigan, they kind of basically did to Michigan what, you know, I was just talking about with Illinois. I think they held Michigan to like one first down in the entire second half. Rutgers. So, like, you know, Ohio, Ohio State, their offense is probably not as good as Michigan's. So, you know, yeah, I expect Ohio State to win at some point, but I wouldn't be surprised if Rutgers scares the crap out of them, especially because it's in New Jersey.
1: Yeah, it would just be too—it's—it's it's too good to be true. <laughs> we all want it to happen. It's just not allowed to happen because of how awesome it would be. Okay, not Randy, let's let's let, let,
2: let me pose the question to you this way: Ohio State's next two games, Rutgers on the road, Maryland at home. Do you think Ohio State gets out of that two and O? Ooh it's back to back. They got to get through those for their bye
1: week. Ooh. I mean, if I was forced to bet money, I would say that they would, but it's interesting,
2: yeah. right? This year has interesting. made interesting. Yeah. Yeah. interesting. Both both Maryland and Rutgers are a little better than where people thought they were going to be. Ohio State's a little worse. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, the,
0: the fact that we have to even discuss this is, is proof that something's going on with Ohio State. It's and like just just
2: like for per- personal real. disclosure, personal disclosure of bias. I have a lower bowl seat to the Ohio State game. I'll be making the trip to Columbus first first ever road game. So yeah, if it happens, I'm going to be there to watch their watch their fans have a temper tantrum live in person. Well,
1: we all hope you have a wonderful trip. And, and by wonderful <laughs> trip, I mean we hope you leave very happy. Yeah, I yes.
0: think everyone's like everyone's rooting for Ohio State's opponents like in any given week. So
1: yep, you will be. Is this good what guys. Do for, Is this what people do for our opponents? yes oh yes
0: even more so. <laughs> i mean more so yeah
1: <laughs> well
0: yeah
1: all right i guess is that all we have
0: <laughs> i believe so I this is so. the longest episode ever i think we're like this very long <laughs> episode. for
1: those that yeah. listen this long thank you everybody so much. for everybody that listens thank you we appreciate it
2: yes yeah, it's been so a ton much. of fun thank you jimbo thank you randy for having me it was fantastic. I, you know, hopefully I can be on again at some point. It was a lot of fun.
0: At you were great. I love your hard hitting analysis and your your buttery smooth voice. Thank you. (laughs) Alright. Well, that was this week's episode. Thank you all once again and, uh, roll tide. On
2: Wisconsin. Oh, whatever. Go Terps.